So welcome to the AC Hive podcast. I'm Ralph Montague. I'm the director at ArcDocs, and we're here today to to talk about innovation in the AEC sector and building a community of innovators. I'm joined with my fellow co-founder, John Egan. John, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks, Ralph. Welcome, everyone. My name's John Egan. I'm CEO at BIM Launcher, obviously co-founder to AEC Hive. And my interest here today is to talk about innovation from the perspective of a technology vendor and uh, discuss growth in the ecosystem and how that overlaps with community. So I'm looking forward to it. And we're really excited today to have a really interesting person we've met recently, Rebecca Lovelace, who is the founder of Building People. And Rebecca, I love your title that you have on your LinkedIn page, Cheat. Dot joiner. You know, so joining the dots uh, is really what we're trying to do. So, Rebecca, would you like to introduce yourself and, uh, and maybe just give us a, a little bit of a background of where you've come from and how you came to developing Building People? Sure. Thank, thanks, Ralph and um, John. Great to be here. So, yes, I, I, I took the title Chief Dot Joiner, you know, slightly tongue-in-cheek to get going, but it's actually something that works really well because the, the point I consistently make is as an industry, we are very, very good at creating lots of new initiatives and um, we are incredibly fragmented. And there's lots of examples of really good best practice. We're just not very good at joining it all together. So the story behind building people, I've been working within construction and the built environment for over 20 years. And I spent a lot of that time just saying, well, why isn't there one place that just brings together all of these organizations and initiatives that work with diverse audiences that help people find work experience or jobs or training, information, knowledge? Why isn't there something that just enables this community to exist more cleverly, more coherently? And that's why I set up Building People. Um, so we're a social enterprise, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking through a bit more detail what it is we're doing, how we're seeking to get there, and, and how we're looking to consistently to collaborate with everybody else and, and never to reinvent what already exists, but just to join the dots between what we have already. That's really good. So I thought we might start by talking AEC Hive is trying to achieve is I think there's a lot of innovation that's occurring in the AEC sector. But as you said there, it's very fragmented and it's in, in pockets and it never comes together. So the one part of AEC Hive is just to create community as well. So we, as I think you, you had the phrase we spoke previously about community of communities. I think there's an inherent problem in modern society where we don't understand community anymore. John and I have discussed this analogy of tribes, you know, where you had a community and everybody had, knew they had a different role within the community, but everybody had a sort of a collective sense of the, the common good to help each other you know, in a sort of tribe setting. So the tribe uh, was protected and the tribe survived. I think in modern society, people are sort of indoctrined to believe that you have to make it on your own. You're a self-made person. You have to survive on your own. What do you think of, do you think that we've there had a shift in modern society that people don't know how to work together or, or collaborate? I, I think, to, to put a slightly different spin on it, that I would never have come up with the idea of building people if I was a very commercially driven individual. Uh, and I, I don't have a... You know, 
particularly strong business background, procurement and commercial. And, and the, the challenge we have in trying to create this, this network of networks, this community, this ecosystem, is that it fundamentally has collaboration at its root. And the only pushback we've had has been from people either saying somebody else should be doing this and therefore you know it doesn't make sense to support you because it should be you know, they should be delivered delivered by one of the big industry bodies or they're saying well we're doing it or sort of part of it but we're just focusing on our particular sector or our trade our profession or our part of industry so yeah, perhaps I agree. I, th- I think we've lost this sense of community and I think you know, it's driven by the, you know, the perceived or the need to make money. And within building people, I was very clear from the beginning that we have to be a not-for-profit. So we are set up as a community interest company. We also have to be independent, so completely pan-industry you know, across the, the whole of the built environment is the, the language that I use. And for that to happen, we, we, you know, we, we have to make sure we're engaging with everybody. Um, so I've given you a, a long answer, Ralph, <laughs> to, um, a short way of saying, yes, there's a real issue. I think technology hasn't particularly helped in that we create many communities, but everything still remains very fragmented. Just one point I wanted to pick up on what you're saying. Like, why shouldn't communities thrive? I mean, why shouldn't communities make money? I'm just interested in that idea. You know, why shouldn't communities be commercial as well? From where I'm coming from, I think if building people were to start out as a very commercial beast and what we're saying to everybody is we want to create a truly collaborative platform that enables people to access content and opportunities across the built environment. The early feedback I had was, well, is this commercial by helping you? Are we going to, you know, you're going to make some money out of this and potentially be in competition with others that we're working with? So the feedback we got very strongly was by being a not for profit it was more likely that others would engage with us. And the second part I'd say within that is we are set up as a social enterprise, as a community interest company, but there's no reason that we can't make a considerable amount of profit. We just would plough that profit back into the business. So it's not heading off to the shareholders, it's heading back into the business. So my personal ambition is that we are very commercially successful, which means that we can pay people the appropriate salaries, but also ultimately we can um, actually, I'd like to fund the initiatives that we're working with so to provide a more streamlined and coherent way of, of achieving success uh, rather than this, this very disparate parochial approach we have at the moment. John what, what do you think about this idea of tribes and communities from your side where do you see uh, the challenges and what sort of questions do you have for Rebecca? It's interesting because what Rebecca's spoken about so far is you know you and I have had many of these conversations Ralph and obviously we do see the importance that a community needs to thrive and to engage the right people um, and almost engage the interests of people. It seems that we need to incentivize them. And a good way to do that is through, you know, like money. Um, I think, you know, it drives us, like the sad reality of it is that it actually drives us um, on a daily basis to get out of bed in the morning to keep climbing that career ladder and it seems to be the language of many people um, in our industry and you know as a, as a result I think that it is it is quite important to be able to provide this incentive. So I suppose Rebecca is obviously you're talking about your company is a not-for-profit and it's a pan-industry 
um, approach. Have you have you noticed different stakeholders or different verticals within our industry responding differently? And I suppose everyone in the industry is looking for support in different ways. So, for instance, Reba might be looking for support. You know, might have one goal or mission, and then uh, let's say the the property um, guys in in property companies or not companies but organizations are in England are called but what they might they might have different missions and not incentives but goals how do you kind of draw a parallel common denominator there and make sure that your approach suits the needs of all these different organizations yeah so it's a really good question because it's 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 a fairly simple answer that the, the so the three main pillars of building people is that um, we want to increase diversity across the industry. And I don't think anybody disagrees that that is a real requirement. And increasingly, it's being driven by, by procurement, by the recognition that can win more work, by having more diverse members of your workforce. So diversity is a big issue. Uh, the other one being around social value. So a lot of requirements now in tenders and again government procurement frameworks are around social value and, and the last and you know, massively obvious one is we haven't got enough people you know, there's a real issue here around skill shortages and and actual you know finding competent workers to uh, join our industry so that that to me is universal language and the challenge we've had is that nobody disagrees <laughs> but everybody says Oh, it's, you know, it's a big issue, but it's kind of not really our problem. It's all of our problem. And um, therefore, this should be being dealt with by, the, as I alluded to before, the big industry bodies. Um, and th- and that, to me, has, has led to a real a real sense of frustration. We, we actually filmed last week. We were going out to crowdfunding in a few weeks, and um, I did my first attempt at speaking to camera. And, and I spent probably about four hours looking at the camera saying, hi, I'm Rebecca Lovely. I've been in the industry for you know, 20 years. And in the last half hour, we turned it around and I said, I'm fed up. I, I, I didn't plan to be standing in front of the camera. I'm not somebody that seeks attention. I don't really want to be the, the one shouting about this. But nobody else is. Uh, because the issue is that my interpretation, my experience is that people are concerned within their own particular part of industry. So I walked around industry um, through most of 2017 saying, why don't we create one place that aggregates all of these initiatives and helps individuals find opportunities? And everybody said, great idea. Here's our logo. Come back when you've got some money. So, again, I'm giving you a wonderfully long answer. You might see a pattern here. Mm. Um, But what we found is there were only three organisations that actually stood up and said, we will take this on with you on behalf of the industry. Uh, and those three organisations, University College of Estate Management, the Worshipful Company of Surveyors and the Charter Surveyors Training Trust. And, and this has really driven building people in that we've started off with a focus on surveying uh, you know, from the, the leadership of these three organisations. And the crowdfunding will enable us to go elsewhere. But we found that there's a lot happening in surveying. There's a lot happening um, within the architect's world all around diversity and inclusion. Uh, you know, a lot happening, but silo, 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 fragmented, fragmented, fragmented. And, and no one single body sitting across the built environment to say, we'll own this, we'll drive it. Hence, creating building people. That's mm-hmm. and if I could just pick up on those three pillars, I think those are really interesting. But I suppose I would think that the whole move to 
innovation and digitization of the AEC sector allows for more diversity because it's, it's becoming less of a, a heavy labor intensive uh, sector. A lot more effort is going into the digital construction piece of getting it right virtually and engineering it you know, more thoroughly in technologies. And of course, for that type of work, you don't need you know, heavy labor. So it's, it's allowing for you know, a much more diverse um, uh, group to participate. And, uh, and that side's making it really interesting. Yeah, it's still quite low. The adoption of digitization in construction is still quite low. Do you think that is that the diversity issue is connected to the innovation issue? That you know, while the construction sector remains a kind of low skill, heavy labor, and less digitized, that it's it's almost um, uh, forcing a, a, a less diverse group because I mean, diversity actually features in two of your three pillars. And it, and it and it runs across the whole thing and yeah. and within diversity, it, it's it's not just looking at the gender issue. It, it's looking at finding more people from Black, Asian, minority, ethnic backgrounds. It's looking at LGBTQ plus. It's different ages, socio economic backgrounds. So I think my answer to that would be that. Digitalization, of course, um, should be opening the door. And I'm, I'm, I'm no expert in the, the gender, the ethnic makeup of um, the workforce that, you know, that are involved in the digital side of things. Hence, our very we want to collaborate with those that do, you know, those that do and those that are working in that sector. I think the modern methods of uh, construction and offsite manufacturing is also going to change the way that things work. And, and so, with us, really, because we say we're the enabler, yes, we're seeking to drive change. But the really key thing is that we're seeking to open the door uh, and knock down those barriers. So to help the user find where they can go for support. So just as an example, um, if you are looking for something within the built environment, um, so let's just say it's a mentoring group or work experience internship, and you're looking from, from the perspective of being female. So where as a female, can I go for some support to find those opportunities? If you look on, um, I, I looked on Google, and I, I did do this a, a few months ago, so the stats would have changed, but I found something like 15 organisations spread out over quite a few pages. And if you look on the CITB, Construction Industry Training Board, you know, the, the, the biggie within our industry, uh, they list, I think it was around eight, but it was um, those that they have a relationship with. And if you go into building people, I think at the last count, We've got 76 organisations, all focused on something to do with women within the AEC sector. So whether it's women in property or women into construction, um, women in manual trades, they're all there. So, so as this explanation of this example of why um, why we exist, it's not to become the experts on diversity or the experts on community, but to be the enabler to say it's out there, but we just don't know where to look. And nothing is particularly seamless. The pathways are you know, wonderfully convoluted and, and nothing's particularly easy to find. And all we're trying to do is, is become that shop window. And, and probably a key thing to say is that we have encountered some suspicion um, in that people sometimes hear that we're looking to create yet another initiative. Um, and the model is absolutely not. We're looking to integrate with and to underpin what already exists. So to sit under the websites of others and just enrich that user experience, um, you know, enrich their user content without you know, disrupting the user experience. And, and is, is that something that you found within your world that you've got a big community and a growing community? Do people 
nowhere to go within the digital space to get assistance or is this yet another challenge that we can overcome together? Uh, I think it's absolutely a problem. People, I don't know, people don't know where to go. And, uh, and I think people naturally, if, if they don't know where to go, they will sort of stick to their own, if you like. You know, they mix in more diverse groups and therefore they don't understand. Uh, and that's across everything. It's across gender, it's across age, it's across, you know, across uh, nationality. So if, if you don't know where to go, and you don't know, and you don't mix with diverse groups and, and learn to understand diverse groups, then you tend to, to stick to your own. I think that's just a human reaction, mm. is what I feel. Um, but I think, you know, the, the, this is really interesting because I think you, you're, um, you're unlocking something like, A, if we got diversity sorted, it would solve your third pillar, which is we need more people <laughs> because, uh, by being a less diverse sector, we're effectively excluding a whole lot of people from the sector, which could contribute to the sector. I mean, just uh, take age, for instance. You know, it, in a in a less digitized AEC sector, as people get older, they feel less useful in, in a in a sector that needs strength and labor and heavy labor. You know, uh, yet. Uh, people of age have all the knowledge because they've, you know, they've grown up in the sector. And but th- the digital environment would allow those people to to contribute that knowledge to the digital process you know, in an easier way. Mm-hmm. And so that so they'd actually become more useful rather than less useful. And that would apply to gender and and various nationalities. And well, everybody knows that digitization allows for better collaboration. So even across countries, you know, we can have a conversation. Like we're in different countries that are having a conversation. <laughs> um, yes. And, that, and that's something that I, I really want to facilitate. So you know, the example I often use is um, an individual saying, I'm moving to Birmingham. I want to get into dry lining. Uh, is there somebody I can talk to to give me a little bit of a heads up about you know, where I can go, what I can do, and um, some some guidance? And those people exist, and there are forums for those conversations. But again, it's you know, it's how do you find them? Mm. So whether it's somebody looking to move into the trades or the profession, somebody who's been working for years and wants to, um, as you say, we, you know, we don't want to lose their expertise. They might want to come back in as, as a mentor and, and enable others and open some doors. But it's about that simple, this is what I'm looking for and where can I go? And, and that's what we've we've created. So we we um, it's been a long journey and I'm only slightly jaded. Obviously full of enthusiasm as we move into the, the crowdfunding approach. Um, but what we've done is we've created our proof of concept and this is a partnership with um, the CSTT, so the Chartered Surveyors Training Trust. And it's just really simple because they have their own website, their own IP, their own commercials, their own relationship with employers. CSTT goes into schools, it works with GCSE students, helps them um, in sort of finding careers and opportunities, particularly within surveying. But if you go into the My Resources section, um, and it's cstt.org.uk, you can see the little Powered by Building People um, icon. And what we're showing there is, is the relationship between one provider that has one audience, i.e. young people, and within that, obviously, you know, diverse individuals. Uh, but then they have access to this multitude of content that we've aggregated. And, and that's really the, all we're trying to do is to say these communities exist 
how can we tap into them? And it's not just from the perspective of the individuals saying, I'm looking for something, but it's also from the employers. How do they find the organisations that work with their particular target audience? So it's a good example we have of one of the employers that uses our platform. They're um, setting up a a new project, um, I think it was in Northampton, um, and wanted to know where where in that area they could find organisations that work particularly with young people. And building people could tell them that because all we're trying to do is, is drive traffic and, and signpost. And, and it truly is very non-threatening for all the listeners out there that <laughs> might might be wanting to learn a lot more and um, would like to get involved. Yeah. It, it would be good to talk more about how um, AC Hive and building people can, um, can collaborate. Because I think it could be a great example of what we're seeking to do is, is enable connections. And what you've done is to create a community and... And I think, as you say, that that focus on innovation communities is a really, a really nice um, place from which to start. Absolutely, and, and so I suppose what we try to do is do something similar, but do it in the spirit of innov- like innovation, in doing something different. So take that example that's used of the person moving to Birmingham about dry lining. You know, we don't just want them to know learn about dry lining. We want to, them to connect to somebody who's maybe investigating robotics in dry lining, <laughs> you know, so that there's some, something different. We can't just do dry lining the way we've done dry lining for the last 20, 30 years, because that's not innovative and it's just perpetuating uh, a way of doing things that is, is uh, problematic. So, I mean, the, the way co- construction happens at the moment is problematic. We... We have a massive impact on the sustainability. We, you know, the, the construction industry is responsible for something like 40% of the CO2 emissions. We, we, we waste a lot of material. So something like 30% of material that gets produced, uh, actually gets wasted in, in the construction process and ends up back in landfill, which is crazy. If you think about it, we, we're taking raw materials out of the ground at great expense to the environment making them into finished products, paying for them, delivering them to site, getting people to handle them on site and putting them into a skip, taking them away and putting them, putting them back in landfill. So we can't perpetuate dry lining the way dry lining has always been, been done. We need to connect the people who are experts in dry lining with people who are doing other stuff, which the dry lining is more... Um, more designed and digitized and the boards that are actually required are um, ordered and delivered and, and maybe even pre-cut to the right height so there's a lot there's less waste. I suppose what AC Hive is trying to do is give people those kind of ideas to say yeah. do what you do best, yes, but do it also think about how can we improve and every element of construction needs to improve, like from dry lining to plumbing to electrical to uh, bricklaying to better ways of doing things. We, as a whole, construction needs to improve. That's that's our thing, innovation. Uh, and you know, even the connection between my John and myself, I'm an architect. Uh, I haven't practiced architecture design for many years because we've specialized 10 years ago in, in film consultancy. So our, our function has been more around management and, and on management of projects and information management. But, uh, yeah, but I understand the, 
how things work because of a, a long history in, in the sector. John's background in software development, uh, also has a background in construction and architecture, but, but specializing in software development. That connection between John and I has created so many great ideas. Wouldn't you say, John? I mean, I hope you think that. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. I was just taking up myself off mute there. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, Ross. Yeah. So, so that's connecting two dots. You know, if we, and I suppose if we could connect more people like that with different backgrounds, different understandings, but working towards a common goal in the AEC sector of improving the way we do things. So, so that's what we see innovation is yes. doing things better yeah. uh, in the AEC sector. But, but the community side for us is, is this connecting of the dots, as you say, getting people of diverse uh, backgrounds in expertise, so software developers, people interested in technologies, uh, you know, so that's what we think of diversity, not only about the usual things of gender, age, and uh, nationality, but, but diversity in expertise where we can have people from different backgrounds talking about how do we get out of our bubble of the way we think about things and become better at what we do? Yeah, and I, I, I find it really interesting you know, how you, you've met and, and you two have had some very you know, powerful conversations and different backgrounds. And I, I know when I started off in industry, my, my background is working in the homelessness and international humanitarian aid sector. And I ended up in construction as you know, then uh, completely accidentally. And, and for years, I felt quite fraudulent because I, I wasn't um, you know, an engineer by profession. I didn't have a trade. I didn't have a qualification in, in the industry. And my specialism was identifying that you know, in one part of the, the where I was working, there are individuals that wanted opportunities and on the other side there are organizations with the opportunities but the connectivity between the two was really really poor but for a long time and then it just I, I felt sort of as if I was almost singing a, a lone song because the the big emphasis was around health and safety and instant and injury free when I started and then it was environmental sustainability and then it became CSR we're now moving more into social value diversity and inclusion so I do think it's the, the time to do something and the, the willingness and the interest is there and I realized I didn't need to be an expert in, in the industry because the experts are there just what is missing is that collaborative framework to enable people to to, to come together and I, I do some you know some really clear points stand out I remember a workshop and saying I mean, this must be about 10 years ago now but you know who is doing something in this diversity space and all the hands went up and who's doing this collaboratively, you know, working with one of their peers and one of, you know, an equivalent contractor or consultant? And every hand went down. And so that, that, that's what has driven me is that we know it's there. Um, and, and yes, there'll always be some reticence because we, we have to make money and um, there's certain requirements around USPs or around individual points of competitiveness. But actually, there is a real desire, I think, for change and a real recognition that's needed. But we have a great habit of just creating new initiatives rather than just saying, why don't we enable what we have already? Mm. So, so I do think the community that you're building and, and the way that AEC Hive is operating. So if I'm right, you're, you're, you're sort of creating hives where you get people together to, to focus on particular challenges. Is, is that right? So our goal over the next few years is to have this community spread around the world and that groups of people would form their own little 
uh, work teams, if you like, called clusters. So somebody could come up with an idea and say, I want to solve dry and lining in Birmingham. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, like I want to make it better. And so they can sort of define their, their challenge, put it on our platform and say, this is what I would like to do. Other people would, would be looking through all the, the sort of clusters and saying, yeah, that sounds really, that sounds like something I'd like to contribute to. So they would uh, apply to join the cluster and that those would, that would connect those two, two or three people or four people, you know, in a challenge. And they would talk about that. But then in some time during the year in that, in that location, two or three clusters would come together and say, let's, let's have a, a weekend event, a swarm, you know, where we, we come together for a weekend. We socialize on the, on, on the Friday. In other words, we get to meet each other in person and uh, talk. But on the Saturday, we spend 12 hours really putting some focused effort into our challenge. Uh, and then on the Sunday, you present what you've come up with, what you've thought about, fit swarming. But then you go away, having done that sort of concerted effort, continue your project with, you know, in your cluster and so these projects continue to live on, and you might come back six months later to another swarm and, and present you know, how, how far you've got. So it's really just about connecting what people are doing. I, like you, you made a really interesting point there about you know, everybody putting their hand up about diversity and then putting their hand down and saying, well, like, how are you connecting that? I think it's the same thing about innovation. If you asked anybody in a room in the AEC sector, are you doing innovative stuff in in your business, in your uh, in your projects, I think every hand would go up. Uh, if you said, well, are you doing that innovation across projects or you know, across a, a, a diverse group of uh, disciplines, I think every hand would go down. <laughs> you know, so it's the same it's the same problem that innovation is happening in the AEC sector, but it's not connected. What would be? I'm, my my mind is sort of leaping ahead. We, we've got a a big event and it's the early stage of planning in um, October of this year and I've made a, a personal commitment that that's when we're going to say we've been out of crowdfunding um, and from that we have delivered the it won't be the full bells and whistles version um, of building people or I mean maybe it will be if, if we get you know the support we're anticipating and if, if and at that event is, is when we're going to really say to industry, if you want this, you want to get behind this, then this is something here right you know, right now. So we'll have moved from just um, the initial focus has been young people surveying and static content. And in our next phase, we're going to move, we think, to connecting that same audience, but to events, um, to mentors, to networking groups, um, and also to opportunities such as work experience. So we'll have a fully, a fully functioning platform that enables that connectivity with initially one audience. But because we're going to stick within this surveying sphere and, and grow both audience and activity, we're going to also, we believe, move to um um, wider audience than, than young people, so looking more at gender and ethnicity and bringing that in. So we, we've got um, a plan for October in, in partnership with um, a, a big industry provider. And part of that will be the right, you know, let's get the right people together to say this is what we've created in, with building people. Um, almost the, using all language, creating that, that sort of cluster of organisation individuals and have a swarm to then say, how can we make this 
as brilliant as possible. Where do we go next? Um, mm. We move to um, another profession or are we going to go and focus on our trade? Or maybe by that point, we might have moved out because we, we have interest in bringing this to the next military market. We have interest in taking this um, to certain as, as a few professions and, and trades that we're talking to. So I think we've I think we've got an opportunity to be clever with the platform you have and, and what we have. And, and certainly we've got AEC Hive as one of the organisations that can be found on our platform. And, and the platform at the moment is a little bit clunky. So we've only got trades professions that are doing something. Uh, so if, if um, for example, I added, um, I think, fenestration recently because we found that fenestration's got a good campaign going. So there's a, there's a real call to action here. Is if you're doing anything within the work learning support space, support space, so whether you're offering vacancies or opportunities or you have content, go to buildingpeople.org.uk and add your, your organisation, as we've done with AEC Hive. And that means then that people can find you. So I think it'd be good to explore, maybe maybe not necessarily now, but how the community you've created can we can connect that with the communities we're creating, yeah. so that people can you know, have the idea if they want to do something in you know, to stick with Birmingham and dry lining, but then there's a real audience out there they can reach that that, that might not necessarily be those. Um, on the digital side, but they have that digital knowledge without necessarily seeing themselves as digital people, if if that makes sense. Yeah, and what, what I really like about what you're doing is the way you're opening it up. So it's not really purely about your platform, but you you're allowing other platforms. So, for instance, AC Hive to have a function that's you know that's sort of powered by building people search capability within other platforms. So you're creating that sort of connectedness between platforms and you know that's that's something you're really interested in john that sort of connecting you know connecting systems systems of systems <laughs> yeah and, and 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 open open sourcing stuff is do you want to talk a little bit about that or yeah yeah i suppose as as you've been talking there rebecca i've been kind of sketching out um how i see the interaction between building people on different verticals um, and how your platform, I suppose the mechanics of it is actually making it work as a platform, which is which is quite interesting um, because I suppose my initial thoughts was around the pattern that I picked up on was you're trying to provide joined up solution for people that is looking for everything from work experience to knowledge sharing internships, jobs, all that's underpinned by the three pillars like your diversity and your your skilled worker worker initiative. And I was thinking should or is AEC Hive to innovation what building people is to community and how would they work together? Innovation is almost common, you know, could even be your fourth pillar. So it's it's not even, you know, it's not even exclusive to what you're doing. And what we're hoping to achieve is obviously provide resources such as people that are in industry that want to people, help other people innovate, a list of applications that people can use to innovate, APIs, technical resources, various different things. And we're trying to support our vertical, I suppose, that would sit on your platform. Um, so we're trying to connect the dots within one of your dots, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, 
It, it, it does very much so. Um, and, and, and just, just going back to, so at the moment, so we've had to separate, we've, we've got content and we've got, um, organizations and, and we've, we've had to separate the two because you know, what you're looking at is, is proof of concept. And, um, ultimately we want to make it really easy. You know, I am looking for, let's just say, you know, organizations that can help with innovation, um, specifically within, BIM in um, in this part of the country or globally, etc. So that's all we want to do is, is just be almost sort of the, the spider's web that holds it together or you know, the, the shopping mall where you can find what you want. So the, and, and how we've created it has, has been a really simple exercise. We got some funding from the, the Institution of Civil Engineers in the early days, and we've just created the if we found somebody doing something in Brick Lane that's relevant, we create something called Brick Lane. It's um, rather sort of a, um, a, a, a title, a category for Brick Lane. And the same for, let's just say, project management. And if we don't find something, then that that doesn't exist. And it's, it's as I say, it's, it's a bit clunky. And we needed a big piece of work around the taxonomies and the, the data structure so that it, it's more easily searchable through occupations, we think. But the, the challenge we've got is... Would somebody new to industry particularly know which occupations to um, you know, to search under? So then we might need to build a bit of a profile piece in to help people understand what they're looking for. Or is it more about breaking it down to um, to capture something like, say, innovation? So what we're looking for, we're looking for the you know, the ultimate the, the the users to say we wanted to work like this. And this is what we're doing with the crowdfunding. That our our seed funding has helped us create the proof of concept. And the crowdfunding now is get involved. Help us make this happen, but tell us what what would work for you. So, in, in terms of AEC Hive, um, you could actually you know, define how you'd like building people to reference the innovation, the digital side of things, because we don't pretend to be the experts in this. We we just um, are, as I say, the home that brings it all together. So, I think certainly what we have with our platform, how our platform can grow and support you, is is absolutely a, a key conversation that um, that we're having. So that's good. And it's fascinating. Um how things are changing where previously the focus is always on the dots. You know, the it's about this technology or this institution or, you know, this, you know, university or you have to be the best dot. Uh, but now people are realizing, you know, it's, it's impossible just to have one dot that covers every eventuality and that mm-hmm. you do actually need to connect the dots. So, I think both with AEC Hive and building people, the focus is not on the dots, but on the connections between the dots. How do you cross-pollinate um, information, skills, uh, opportunities between institutions, between learning academies, between organizations, between technologies, is actually the more interesting thing than the dot itself. <laughs> And I think absolutely, Ralph. And so I guess my question to you, within your world, who or what are the big dots that should be part of AEC Hive? And are there any that are missing that just aren't engaging with you? Provocative here. Well, I suppose we, we're not too concerned about the dots, is, is, is the answer. Is what I'm saying there is we're more interested in trying to create the framework where once a dot decides they should be part of this, this community, they, they are able to do that. And, you know, so look, we have, we have attempted to, to connect with the, the major players in Ireland anyway, the Institute of Architects, the uh, uh, Engineers Ireland, which is the 
the institute that looks after the engineers, the Construction Industry Federation, which is the institute that looks after contractors, the Learning Institute that we have connections with, so the universities and the technical colleges, the organizations that support innovation in a formal way. So we have a group called Enterprise Ireland, which is sort of developing uh, capability in Ireland on behalf of the government for for exports. And then the Science Foundation Ireland is the major body that that has a number of research institutes. So, so those, are, I would say, are the big players. But like you, we don't really see them fully engaging until we have enough scale. They'll say, well, you know, it's interesting what you're doing, but you're not big enough. <laughs> yeah, so um, so we're not con- too concerned. We're probably more concerned about creating the framework where dots can connect and, cre- and beginning to create some scale so that by the time people look at us and say, wow, you're actually doing amazing things, we want to be part of that, we can say, well, that's really easy because we have the framework that you can mm-hmm. you can uh, connect into that. And then I suppose what's more important to us is as well is that innovation around the world, you know, if you like I spend a lot of time looking at what's happening in other countries. And so different countries are at different stages uh, of innovation and doing interesting things. But, but it's very difficult, like you say, to find out. You know, you've got to spend a lot of hours on the Internet kind of looking at stuff, reading papers, watching YouTube videos, and uh, not everybody has that time. So, you, you know, we want to create a platform where people in Canada, people in America, people in Europe, in France, Germany, Scandinavia, wherever, where they're doing something interesting and they say, you yeah, know, actually, we would like what we're doing to be known to to the rest of the world, uh, that they can they can also connect to the the spider web, as you said, and uh, and therefore the good work that they're doing can be spread through a wider community. And if somebody in America sees that somebody in Scandinavia is doing something that is of interest to them, then they have that connection and they can develop that into a combined initiative or project. I absolutely love that. I, I love that global approach. Uh, it's pe- People have asked me if you know, where will building people stop? And when I started to try and get off the ground back in 2017, I, I partnered with a, a big consultancy firm that was um, potentially going to back it. And when somebody says they're interested in supporting you, you, you grab it in those early days. And um, and they were talking about flying me off to South America to you know, to talk to people about what we've delivered, what we've created. And it, it all seemed somewhat far-fetched at the time. And so we've been very much focusing on let's create something um, just you know, one audience, one profession, one, you know, one activity, and then develop it. But I'd absolutely love to see building people having that, that same reach in that it, it is just about sharing that knowledge, isn't it? It's about enabling people to understand where they can go. And we are you know, we're a global society now, so um, there's no reason not to. And, and maybe it's more ours is a bit maybe a bit more practical, which is the I'm, I want I'm looking for something in an area. And then you go on to within your um, your platform the right. Well, then let's have those conversations and let's let's take you know develop from that. But I, I do think there's yeah, there's something clever we can do about joining these communities together because we're approaching the same challenge, aren't we? But um, from different yeah. angles, so it's, it's 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 very it's very nice. Yeah. <laughs>
and yeah, and I suppose one of the things we're not trying to be is overtake what other people are doing in other places because there's fantastic initiatives and groups that have developed around the world, and we're not trying to come in and say, well, we want to take over what you're doing. We we don't at one at all. We just want to connect what you're doing to what other people are doing. What you're yeah. doing is is known to a bigger group of people. So just to make make what people are doing around the world less insular and more you know and more um, widespread which which is to yeah. their benefit obviously because you know you could be doing some fantastic research on a highly innovative process or product or material or in your town in your city or in your university or in your company but if nobody else knows about it um, it's uh, you know it's not going to have the impact that it would if if many people knew about it and that that's the problem in the AEC sector I mean, you can go into. I, I used to work for a very big architectural practice, and you know, you have a hundred projects, and uh, there was fantastic innovation happening in those projects. But even within the organisation, people didn't know what the other team were doing. There wasn't a sharing of that innovation, and that sort of fragmentation leads to a position where the the impact of that innovation is only on that one single project. You know, and then three weeks later, a different team within the same organization would begin to research the very thing that the other team has already spent six months researching. <laughs> yes, you know, yes. So, so if, if that fragmentation is happening even within organizations, um, you can imagine how bad it is across a sector uh, in a country and, and across a sector globally. It's... Uh, there's a lot of people just doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, and, uh, and I'd say because I, that's the, the same message that that I've been given out. That um, you know, I think I think people do hear, but there's still a, a case of we want them to come to. You know, others say to me, we want them to come to our platform. We want our platform, our website, to be the place. Um, and that's fine because we don't want to stop people innovating. And everybody always or people will, will often want to be the the main point of contact, the platform. And and what we're saying is we just want to sit underneath. So with the we found almost a thousand organizations, um predominantly um predominantly England, Wales, Scotland, um a bit of Northern Ireland, and we've and, and these include um sixth forms further education and higher education. And then we've got there's some private training providers, not many, and we've got um, a lot of charities, social enterprises, and, and they're all doing something in this work learning support space across the built environment. And what we're saying is, let's just call it around around thousand. If each of those were to have a digital connection to building people, so they either adopt the CSTT model, whereby we white label um, a, a very low cost um, high functionality website that they can use their own branding, their own management, but it connects, it integrates with the building people platform, or they have another means of connecting in through an API or an iframe or something. And then what that means is you know, those thousand organizations, rather than all existing in isolation, they all have just this connection to this community. And within that community, it has these opportunities listed. So whether it's here's a podcast to listen to or a game to play or a PDF to read or a job to apply for or a vacancy to research, it, it's all within this big um, 
if you want something another analogy is you know why fish in a small pond when you can fish in the ocean and it's just building people sitting underneath and enabling so i, I really i yeah I, I hear what you're saying about definitely not duplicating effort um, merely enabling enabling what's already out there to just be so much more efficient and effective so i mean we could probably speak all day but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I think what we've seen today anyway is a practical connecting connecting of two dots you know what building people are doing and what AEC Hive do are doing and that they're not sort of initiatives that that can't exist together they can and that if you connect them they can support each other so you know as an example to the industry of what what can happen I think even this 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 conversation today is fascinating it's, it's how it should work this is how should community should develop and how innovation can spread John, do you want to have any sort of closing remarks? Like you said, Ralph, it's really exciting to see other initiatives trying to do similar similar things to what we're trying to do in a different with AC Hive in a different way. Definitely think that there's room for collaboration because there is no way that I suppose one organization I think can can facilitate um, or carry carry the weight of this industry on its shoulders itself. Rebecca, I'd like to thank you for for joining us and sharing your insights. It was really really great great to uh, hear what you're up up to with building smart or building people. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing how we can collaborate in the future. Likewise, John, um, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you, thank you both, John, Ralph, for having me. And it's it's great partly just to share our message and encourage people to get involved, to upload details, to talk about what they're doing so we can amplify voices and drive traffic. And it's also really good just to explore in a bit more detail what we can do together. I think there's a, there's a really big opportunity. Um, so, so let's continue that conversation. But in the meantime, a, a huge thank you for having me. Thank you, Rebecca. And thank you, John. Uh, we're really excited to be have joined Building People and be part of that and see how we can contribute to that and we're really excited that you've joined AEC Hive and we invite you to obviously we'll share this podcast with everybody in the AEC Hive community but if you're monitoring what's happening in the community traffic on Twitter and LinkedIn if you feel you have anything to contribute or any discussions you want to get going um, please please feel free to do that so uh, thank you both that's that was uh, really interesting um, Thanks, Ralph. Thank you.